What have you done lately to honor your true self and take care of your soul? That's what I'm talking about today in this episode, so stay tuned. Hi, I'm Ronnie Ann Ryan, your go-to intuitive coach bringing real talk to the mystical realm on the Breathe, Love & Magic podcast. Feel like the universe or your spirit guides aren't delivering? Maybe you're confused by esoteric lingo or which healing method to try. Well, you're in the right place because who has time for confusion when you're trying to build a business, find love, heal and recover, or leave your partner or job? I'll turn that mumbo jumbo into clear, actionable steps that fit easily into your life. So buckle up, open that heart chakra, and let's cut through the cosmic fluff together, shall we? Good fortune favors the bold and those who aren't afraid to call it like they see it right here on the Breathe, Love & Magic podcast. Hi, this is Ronnie Ann Ryan, your go-to intuitive coach and intuitive reader here with the Breathe, Love & Magic podcast. And today we're going to be talking about magical self-care. What the heck is that, you might ask? I'm going to tell you all about that in this episode, but first, I want to celebrate that I'm now in 98 countries, so some new countries have been added, and so I want to welcome listeners from Barbados, Benin, from Zimbabwe, and Jamaica, and Peru. Thank you so much for listening. Next, I want to bring you up to date on my spiritual adventure because there's all kinds of things going on that are the perfect preface to the magical self-care and how I got to this place. So let me just start by saying I really love sharing what I'm learning with you. I'm still on this crazy journey to nowhere that I started last July. If you're new to the podcast, let me bring you up to speed or maybe you missed a few and so you want to know what's been happening. In July, I took a Celtic shaman class, was actually over the summer, and one of the journeys, I met Merlin. And Merlin told me, who, trust me, I'd never connected with before, but anyway, Merlin told me that I was on an adventure, and it was an adventure with no destination, no map, no agenda, no guide. The point of the adventure is to discover as I go along. I was a little shell-shocked because to tell you the truth, I like to know where I'm going. It's a control thing for sure. But Merlin said I had to let go because the point of adventure is to not plan, just go. So that's what I've been doing. I decided that while I was on this adventure, I would focus on learning how to be content with what is and feeling joy related to now. And the thinking behind that is that if I'm going someplace with no destination and I have no goal, then I have to be content with what is. I have to find a way to appreciate and enjoy what I'm going through right now, rather than looking forward to some event when I can be happy later because I don't have a destination. It's all about being in the now and being on the journey. So for me, this requires learning to be content with what is and finding joy in that. And that is not something I am skilled at. (laughs) Although I'm getting better, I'm happy to say. So I want to feel more happiness on a daily basis, especially in this crazy world we're living in right now. I refuse to turn the news on even. I have learned a lot. One of the places it started was I worked with this somatic coach, which is all about being in your body and releasing emotions that are stuck in your body that you don't even know you have. And one of the things I discovered with her was something that I have named the sunflower pose. It's what came to me. She works with gestures. You create your own gestures to express the feelings that you have. And so I came up with the sunflower pose and how that works is I stand up, I tip my head up a little as if I was facing up to the sun and 
then I spread my arms out wide to the side, palms up. And as I'm doing that arm spread, I say, I open to the divine flow of creativity, abundance, and joy. And every single time I do that, it brings this huge smile to my face. And I've been really working at trying to do every single day. I don't always get it in every day, but pretty much most of them. So that's pretty amazing, right? That it brings a smile to my face and it's completely automatic. Then as time moved on, I came to this realization that I actually have a fear of happiness. I know, granted, that's a little strange. But I realized that I, I guess what I worried about is if I allow myself to feel happy more often, that something bad will happen next as a result, like the other shoe will drop. That's one of those colloquial phrases about it. And this was really huge for me. After I got married, I was constantly looking over my shoulder and feeling freaked out. I mean, that was such a big milestone and goal in my life to find love with the right man. And after the wedding, I was just thinking, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Thankfully, it never did. It's been 20 years. So the fear came up again recently when I was having a happy moment. And I specifically remember feeling super happy one day way back in my corporate job, driving to work. It was a beautiful day. I had the sunroof open. The music was blaring. I was singing a great song. I pulled in. I walked up into the building. I got to my desk and some project had exploded. And I was so devastated having gone from being so happy and elated and singing and the sun and all that, getting into the office and having this awful thing I had to clean up and figure out. And so that was an example of where I learned early on in my 20s that don't get too happy because the other shoe could drop. So anyway, recently I was having a happy moment and then all of a sudden I got this fear. Like, oh my God, you're being happy. Watch out. Where's the other shoe? But here's the good news. Immediately, a voice came up, an inner voice that said to me, both feet are on the ground. There is no other shoe. Whoa, that blew me away. You know, I don't often hear that voice that's emphatic with that kind of guidance. And a lot of times I feel like I'm struggling to get the guidance I need. So when guidance shows up without me tuning in and working hard, when the guidance just shows up like that, I pay attention because that is completely amazing. And so I took this as evidence that I am improving because I didn't wrestle around with that and spend a lot of time in that fear. I recovered so fast with that immediate guidance. Oh my God, I'm so excited. So I'm happy to report that. And that led the way to me feeling more happiness. So going back to when I started this and the sunflower pose and everything, I thought, well, if I'm connecting with happiness and I want to be content with what is, maybe I need to make some lists of what makes me happy. So I made a list of what makes me happy. And then I made a list of happy moments in my life. So some of the happy moments were big things like getting my MBA or landing my big job or big monumental moments. But some of the moments were silly little things like I had a can of whipped cream and I was squirting some in my mouth. I know, tasteless, but I was doing it. I love whipped cream. And so my husband caught me. (laughs) And so I thought, you want some? And he goes, yeah. So I squirted some whipped cream into his mouth, but I put too much in by mistake. (laughs) And it came squishing out of his mouth and we became hysterical. (laughs) It's the stupid little things sometimes that bring you the most joy. And so that's on my list of happy moments. But then I thought, wait a minute, wait a minute. 
I love the magical moments. Those things make me really happy. So I'll tell you about some of those in a minute. But first, I want to tell you about another big shift I experienced. In December, I had a friend who always sends a Christmas letter and I dread this thing. It always makes me feel bad somehow reading it. So anyway, her Christmas letter, she talked about her new superpower job as president of XYZ Corp and some big family trip where she's planning to take everyone to Australia and her home renovations in her vacation house. And I just felt like, oh my gosh, I have nothing to say. I mean, what would I even say? What would I write in my Christmas letter if I was going to send one? And this really rocked my world and kind of got me upset. I wasn't jealous. It's not about being jealous of her because I don't want a big corporate job. Forget it. (laughs) I don't want to go to Australia. Not that it isn't a beautiful place, but I just don't want to sit in an airplane that long. And I'm just as happy to only have one home because it's less to take care of. So it's okay with me. It's all okay. There's no jealousy. So then I'm like, well, what's my problem, right? Why does it bother me? So it was bothering me because I didn't know what I would say in a letter that looked back over my year to tell people what I'd been up to. I did a lot of soul searching and it turns out that I don't measure my life that way. I don't measure it by those kind of milestones and accomplishments anymore. I mean, those things still count, but other things are more important to me at this point in my life. And that is the magical aspects. That's how I measure my success from the magic. And that was quite a revelation, which means my happy list of magical moments is what really matters to me. So yes, there are some mundane earthly things like I love my husband and spending time with my friends and laughing with my family and all those kind of things. But when I look back at my year, what really stands out is my evolution, especially as it pertains to this crazy adventure that has no destination and the magic that I've experienced. So let me give you some examples. So we just talked about Merlin earlier, right? A couple minutes ago and my vision quest. That was pretty darn amazing. I have to tell you, never expected that. I had a conversation with the basil plants in my garden. (laughs) That shocked the heck out of me because they had a lot to say. (laughs) I was afraid they weren't going to make it, so I kept buying more basil plants. And they said, you didn't have faith in us. And you discounted us too quickly. (laughs) And look at where we came from. Look at where we grew to. And they were crazy huge and beautiful. And they were right. I had not had enough faith in those basil plants because they were magnificent. They were the best basil plants I'd ever have. And normally the basil craps out in the middle of August. This basil was beautiful all the way through till October. It was insane. So another time I was in my garden expressing gratitude. And I was just feeling so grateful for all the plants and all the elementals and plant divas and stuff that are behind the scenes making all the beautiful stuff grow and creating this amazing bounty from my garden because I'm not doing a lot of work in there. (laughs) After I express all this gratitude, I open my eyes and look down and I'm sitting right next to my zinnias, which I love. I have giant zinnias. They're like five feet tall. I'm only about five feet tall, so they're as big as me. Anyway, they're so beautiful. I love their happy little faces. There are these little orange moths that, that love, love, love the zinnias. And there's a lot of butterflies and some sometimes hummingbirds too. But anyway, these little orange moths came and sat on my arm. Then they did a little synchronized dance like the two moths did the same dance at the same time with their little feet. 
<laughs> and then they flew away completely synchronized, like they were synchronized ice skaters or something. It was the craziest thing I ever saw. But I took it as they let me know they heard me. They heard my gratitude and they were letting me know. that. Trust me, that was a huge magical moment. Then at the summer solstice, I was with my girlfriend, Krista, and she said, hey, let's talk to the fire. And I was like, what? But that's what we did. We talked to the fire and she got her message and I got mine. And again, I was like, whoa, that was so cool. Those are all of the things that are happening on the magical side of life. Now, Earthbound, I've talked about how my podcast reached the top 5% of all podcasts globally. I'm so ecstatic and thank you all for listening. I had a fabulous winter solstice event that lots of people came to and we had a blast. I have fabulous full moon events. I have them every single month. You can find it on my website, intuitiveedge.biz. Then you go to programs and you'll see full moon event. So once a month, we got a full moon event. And I've done a bunch of readings and some coaching and a whole bunch of energy clearings with the soul intelligence method. So I've been spending time doing things I really enjoy. How awesome is that? So here's the next installment. At the end of December, my friend Carrie and I, and we always tune in to Spirit together. We've been doing this for over 30 years. We were really puzzled and we're like, hey, how can we raise our vibration and keep it there more often? Now we're getting to the heart of today's episode. We got this guidance. And a lot of times when Carrie and I work together, we get very similar information, which is so confirming. You know, it always really helps. And that's why I love group work. I'm a huge fan of group work. That's why I want to start an intuitive mastermind because when you work with a group, it not only amplifies your energy, but you get great confirmation when you start to get similar answers, which is not groupthink, but it's confirmation. It's just showing you that we're pulling in answers that are in tune with who we are and what we need to know. We both got the same kind of answer to this question of how do we raise our vibration and keep it there more often. So we heard to create a ritual to raise our vibration and we were told specifically what to do and asked to do it twice a day. It takes less than a minute. It is pretty amazing. I've been doing this for weeks now and I can definitely feel a shift, which I gotta tell you is very exciting. The more I raise my vibration the more magical my life becomes. So I got more things to put on my list, right? One of the ideas that I had since we turned into 2024 was, what if so many magical things happened this year that I couldn't even keep track and write them all down? That was crazy because I'm never that optimistic. I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know who I am. Okay, now this is not rocket science and everything I'm about to tell you is not original, but nothing else has ever worked for me like this stuff. So, so the question is, what about you? Are you ready to feel happier? Are you ready to raise your vibration and keep it at a higher level for more of the time? Are you ready to experience more magic in your life? Whatever that means for you, because I know we're all different. I sure hope you are. I'm going to share some ways for you to raise your vibration. And I have a lot of ways to do this. I don't want you to feel overwhelmed and I don't want you to end up doing nothing because I told you too many things. So I'm only going to tell you five things this time and another time I'll tell you another five and that way hopefully you won't feel overwhelmed because my goal is to help you find something you like that you're willing to do because the truth is we're all so different. We all like different things. We all light up in different ways. So I'm thinking 
when I give you a variety of things to try, hopefully something in there will resonate and work for you. So that's my goal. And that's why I don't want to overwhelm you too much today. I call this magical self-care. And I'm sure you've already heard of several of these things, but do you do them? I don't know. A little reminder is always good. And it's magical because these activities focus on helping you reconnect to your true self, your higher self, and with spirit itself. That's the goal. Just a quick break so I can tell you some exciting news. Do you wish you had a crystal ball so you'd know the best way to solve a crisis when it comes up or a challenge that you might be facing now? Are you tired of second-guessing yourself at every turn? Now, imagine what your life would be like if you could feel more confident and trust yourself. This is why I'm thrilled about my new program, Awaken Your Sixth Sense. It's time to tap into your own inner wisdom, connect with and rely on your intuition. It's a massive game changer. I've made it so easy for you with seven fun lessons to help you connect with your inner knowing. You'll learn what clear you naturally have, how to ask the right questions, use divination tools, erase self-doubt, and trust yourself. Right now, the entire program is available for just $27. Then the price goes up after that to $88. Check it out today and see if this program feels right to you. Visit intuitiveedge.biz slash awaken. Be one of the first to overcome problems and trust your gut like you never could imagine before. Go to intuitiveedge.biz slash awaken to learn more. And now back to the program. All right, so here's number one. Clear your energy field. Now, I know this is really basic and there's lots of different ways to clear your energy field, but think about it like this. When you clear your energy field, you are automatically a lighter vibration. You don't have all that junk hanging around, holding you down and lowering your vibration. So if you have negativity from the day or you had a big fight with someone and you're upset or you had some project that didn't work out or the traffic really stunk, your energy field needs to be cleared. And the more you clear your energy field, the higher your vibration is automatically. So here are some ways to clear. I'm sure you've heard of these, but let's talk about them anyway. You could, of course, smudge your body, your office if you work at home. If you work in a building someplace else, that might be hard to smudge. You have to be able to open the windows. So you might want to think twice about that. Certainly your home where you live. The best thing to do is smudge with a stick that has a blend of herbs. Like just plain sage clears, but then it kind of leaves the space empty. But a lot of times... Sage is mixed with other herbs like sweetgrass or juniper, and that's good because it adds something nice back in, and that's preferred. If you just have plain sage, that's fine. When you're done smudging yourself or smudging your house, then you have to go back and put good energy in. And you can do that by singing. You could do that with essential oils or incense, prayers. Any of those things will work. So you can also use Palo Santo wood. You know, Palo Santo creates a big controversy. I think the smell is really nice when the wood burns, but apparently they're cutting down too many trees. It's up to you if you want to use Palo Santo or not. But it works the same way to clear the energy and the, sh- and the shamans use Palo Santo wood as well. You could also use essential oils. So for me, I use doTERRA products. You can choose whatever you want. There's nothing in it for me for doTERRA. But anyway, they have one called Purify, which is really awesome. I love the smell. So I just put a drop or two in my palm, rub them together, cup my hands over my nose and breathe deep to clear, 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 clear. I love using that Purify oil. It always helps me feel better. Like particularly if I'm at my desk and I had a difficult phone call, like I'm yelling at the cable company. (laughs) 
or something like that, that's a great time to use an essential oil for clearing. You know, it's just a quick fix. Now, you could also, of course, take Epsom salt bath. You could take it when you need it, or you could take it once a week. But don't feel like you just have to use a plain old Epsom salt bath. I found some that are coconut and peach Epsom salt baths. So it can smell fabulous. Or you could add essential oils to your bath as well. Or flower petals or whatever you want, other herbs. Another way would be to walk in the rain or walk near the beach or near running water like a stream or something. The water that's moving helps clear away too many positive ions because we get big buildup of ions from all the electronics and other things in our life. And the negative ions help balance us out. We don't want too many positive ions. I know it's a little counterintuitive. So when you're near running water or the rain, which is running water, or in the shower, that's a great way to balance out your ions. Now, we're still talking about number one, okay? You can also get an energy healing or clearing. Have a Reiki session, and Reiki is such a powerful, very warm and loving energy. It's fantastic, and it's very soothing and gentle. I do soul intelligence work, which is all about clearing the energy of your body, clearing patterns, and removing any kind of junk that's in there that could be from a past life or your ancestors or your current life. So there's so many kinds of healing. We're not going to go into all that, but that's an option, certainly. Another idea that I learned from, imagine that there's like a window screen in a frame, and you take this screen and imagine bringing it down through your body. So you start above your head, and you bring that screen all the way down through your body, and you're clearing clearing anything that doesn't belong there, anything you no longer want, anything that doesn't serve you. And you just bring that screen all the way down below your feet. And then if there's any residue or any junk on the screen, imagine zapping it and burning it so that anything that you removed gets transformed. And you could just say zap it so it burns out and you say transform into light and love. Very simple. Then just to be sure, you bring that screen from your toes all the way back up over your head. And you know, you do this kind of slowly. I mean, you can do it in a few minutes, but there's no rush. When it gets to the top of your head and you pull it out above your head, then if there's any residue, again, burn that and transform it into light and love. So there you go. That's another way to heal. Of course, you could clear your chakras and meditate on your chakras. The options are truly endless for clearing your energy field. It's so much easier to raise your vibration and commune with spirit when you're field is clear. Moving on, chanting. I got to tell you, I love, love, love to chant. I like to sing anyway. I won't quit my day job though. But anyway, I have three chants I want to share with you. I'm not going to sing them, but I'm going to tell you about them and the links will be in the show notes. So the first one is for Ganesh or Ganesha is an elephant head god from the Hindu religion. And he is the remover of obstacles. And what I heard about Ganesh is that he is honor bound to come if you call upon him with this chant to help you remove obstacles. And I spent a lot of time over the summer when I was upset about this journey to nowhere, an adventure with no destination. I don't know that bothered me so much. So I spent a lot of time chanting to Ganesha and I felt so much better when I did. Another one is called Ek Ankar, and that is the magic mantra for reversing negative energy to positive. That one is also really beautiful, and they call it the magic mantra for a reason. And the third is to help you feel a part of everything, and that's called Ramadasa, and that's part of Kundalini Yoga. 
So anyway, I spent a lot of time all summer singing all three of these. And what do I do them? I don't put time aside to just do that. I sing them when I dry my hair, when I go for a walk, when I'm in the shower, when I'm in the car, when I'm washing dishes. This is when I do my chanting. I can do it easily when I'm doing something else. So you don't have to dedicate specific time to the process. But you could if you want it. So anyway, the links to those on YouTube are in the show notes. All right, next up is dancing. Some people love to move. They love to move their body. It feels fabulous to them. It makes them so happy. They love expressing themselves through moving their body and they do a beautiful job. They get so much joy from dancing and expressing themselves through movement. Dance is fun and do it because it's fun. Do it because you're physically able. Do it because you love it. But just remember all that movement moves the energy, right? And that helps you clear. When you dance, you automatically lift your vibration because it's making you happy right there you go another one be around beauty so beauty is itself a higher vibration for example wearing colors you know thinking about your clothing a lot of times I pick my outfits out based on how I feel what color do I want today what color would support me today colors are vibration you get to benefit from the color and the vibration that you choose to wear this is also true of how your home is decorated some people love those neutrals you know white cream gray beige they love the neutral and the peace and the harmony that comes from that personally i like bold colors my office is bright turquoise on the walls it's up to you and your preferences but don't discount color and the color of your clothing and your environment as a way to stay elevated and lift your vibration they call it color therapy for a reason because it's raising and shifting your vibration now beauty is not just about color it's also about balancing of energy and it could be about elements you choose to decorate with so have beautiful things around you maybe you like jewelry and you want to wear jewelry maybe you love candles or pillows or artwork on the walls maybe you like beautiful curtains and luscious fabrics it all counts Immersing yourself in beauty will raise your vibration because chances are it makes you happy to be in that kind of environment. And that includes your body, however you want to make your body beautiful, whether that's makeup or clothing or jewelry or your hair or whatever it is that makes you feel wonderful. So that's just another aspect of beauty. It's broader than just the colors. The last way to raise your vibration that I'm going to share is to do something creative. So maybe you like to play a musical instrument or you write songs or you sing. All of that is creative and will absolutely raise your vibration. Maybe you like art, paint, or you do art journaling, or you want to use colored pencils and fill in mandalas. It's all good. It's creative. Perhaps you make jewelry, or you knit or crochet, or do needlepoint, or arrange flowers. All excellent creative activities, right? Creative energy is a source of joy. Creation is fabulous. To make something, to be proud of it, to enjoy the process, it's a great way to raise your vibration. When you are immersed in a creative activity, you are most likely not stuck in your head, right? You're focused on creation, bringing something into reality. And so that absolutely raises your vibration. The point of all of these things are magical self-care. 
taking time to raise your vibration using any of these options or all of these options, spreading them out or doing them all in one day, setting time aside or doing things that raise your vibration while you're doing something else. Pick one, change them up, try a bunch of them. The point is, whatever makes you happy is the way to go because that's going to raise your vibration. And I can tell you, as I've been focusing on this more and more since the end of December, I'm feeling better and better every day. So I just wanted to share that with you today and let you know there are five more ways to raise your vibration and probably way more than that. But I'll share that in another episode. Thank you so much for being with me here today. And I hope that you use some of this information to raise your vibration, please let me know. You can DM me on Instagram at Ronnie and Ryan. That's my name. Or you can also reach out and put a comment on the blog that goes with this podcast at breatheloveandmagic.com. And that's where you can listen to the podcast if you want, in addition to Spotify and Apple Podcasts, etc. There's a place for you to leave comments on every single blog post that has podcasts. All right, so thank you so much for listening this week, and we will catch up again soon. Thank you for joining me in this sacred space on your journey to clarity and spiritual growth. If you're at a crossroad in the middle of a life crisis or challenge, try intuitive coaching or book an intuitive or past life reading at intuitiveedge.biz. Enjoyed our time together? Please rate, review, and share this podcast with a friend to spread the magic. Until next time, this is Ronnie and Ryan wishing you love and magic. Music